Hey, what up, everybody? This is episode 19 of the PVD Horror Podcast. This is Dave. This is Brandon. Wait a minute, I thought I was going second. Shut the fuck up and just say this is PVD Horror. This is Joshua, and you are tuned into PVD Horror. And you're tuned into PVD Horror. Hey, this is Diane Franklin, and you're listening to PVD Horror. Right. What time is it? I think it's horror news time. Time to get into some horror news. So HBO has a live action series of the PlayStation video game The Last of Us in the works. They finally casted Game of Thrones actress Bella Ramsey as Ellie and Disney Plus's Mandalorian Pedro Pascal as Joel. It's been like a crazy week going on. You know, there was a lot of different rumors on which actor was going to play Joel. And I, I know like the, the whole community for like video games and horror was just kind of pissed going back and forth with, no, don't pick this person, don't pick that person. They were actually going to go with a, a black star and Joel's character is actually white. So it kind of like caused the uproar of like the whole racial background of the character. To me, either way, it was a great game. You know, I think whoever got it, that role, you know, if you're a great actor i think it, no matter what color you are i think that your work should just speak for itself but i understand at the same time the background of the race of the character they kind of just want to keep it going like that dave i know you have a playstation have you played the last of us before i was just looking to see if i had because I, I had not there was another game yeah. that i thought it was with um yeah. with britney snow i think it's like they had actors playing the characters and you kind of like pick what happens when mm-hmm. they get to- but I am I, that is not this game, so yeah. no, I have <laughs> no, yeah, you should definitely pick up The Last of Us. Uh, I just finished beating the second one, it's a classic game, you know. Like, I, when it first came out, I was quick with it, you know, I was sitting there getting past everything, and I just stopped because I just got to that point where I just didn't feel like putting time into games, and I have time for it, so I just actually went back and finished the second game, and uh, man. The story and everything is just crazy. Uh, Naughty Dog is the um, behind these projects. The PlayStation oh, only game. Naughty Dog. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> fucking guy. That's Josh's <laughs> name now, though. Fuck. They passed it on to him. He took it over. Yeah. Big so, big news. Josh, I know you don't play video games, but have you ever heard of The Last of Us? Uh, nope. Video games suck. Have you ever heard of PlayStation 4 or 5? I have no idea what you're talking about. You need a PS5, Josh. Went out and got my son the new Nintendo. Oh, you got him the Switch? Yeah, that's what it is. There you go. Yeah, uh, my daughter got him uh, an Xbox One. I sat down and did Fortnite. Oh. See that? I'm, up, I'm up and up, man. I'm up and up. We, we we played for like an hour practicing, and then I got in the game, and I started hitting the shoot button, and I was throwing fucking Band-Aids at people, and I got killed. <laughs> So, you know what? That's, I was like, I just put it down calmly. And I said, this is why I don't play video games. Have not played since. Well, what was keep that? Yeah, I feel for that. The Last of Us series that's going to come out on HBO. I think that you really like that series, Josh. Getting I like some- Resident Evil movies. Why not? Oh, yeah. Resident Evil. They got a new game coming out too. Part 8, The Village. So, uh, that'd be cool. Check that out. Yeah. I think that's coming out in May. So, for all the video game heads, horror yeah. heads. Are they redoing Doom? Doom, yeah. They've been doing Doom over for uh, the last few years now. What, the game or movie? Uh, the games. 
Oh, that's still out. Yeah. Dude, yeah, my son wants to. He's like, The Rock was in Doom. We should watch it. I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> try to avoid that bullet if I can. <laughs> All right. Next up. So Stephen King helps local Maine elementary school students publish books that they have written. He donated uh, $6,500 to help young students dreams of becoming writers i thought that was pretty cool like we talked about in the last few podcasts about how stephen king you know kind of gave back to the main like with the films being there and getting people jobs and bringing more money i thought that was actually cool i love it when they do shit like this my son got his first story published in monsters and mayhem number like 13 when he was six in his school so uh, same thing. They got a grant or something. So the kids all wrote spooky stories. And it was, it's really cool when you can do stuff like that for the kids. It's a, it's a big thing. Like, here, here's my son now. And he's like, yeah, I'm a published author. You know, well, oh, when when did you do that? When I was like seven, you know, so uh, it's real cool when we do a lot of charity here anyway. So like, it's real cool to give back no matter what you do. So. I like it. It's pretty dope. I heard your son goes under the pen name of Smo Hill. Is that is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I used uh he I was Richard Bachman, so he's uh yeah, Snow Hill. Okay. How about that one? So I still have like this uh story that I wrote when I was in like third grade and it was my attempt to write a horror story and it's pathetic, but it was called The Beach House and it had the worst plot line ever. They just go to a beach house. There's a murderer there. The guy twists his arm to the point where it like breaks it and the story's over. But yeah, that was my uh, horror inspired story I wrote in third grade and everybody thought I was weird. Because it really happened? It's <laughs> yeah. based on a true story, Dave. Is it there was. something you need to talk to us about? Called the beach house. See, when kids write stuff like that nowadays, the parents get a call. Well, I'm not going to lie. They thought I was weird even in th- back then. It was... It was like they were kind of looking at my parents, like, "What?" A guy breaking arms. Yeah, my mom had no idea. <laughs> something going on at home. <laughs> yeah, give, give me some more shit, there, weirdo. <laughs> Go ahead, make fun of me. Make fun of me. I see how you are. Hey, right, so that wraps up horror news and broken arms and shit. So. <laughs> Sunday night, 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 control over this crazy alien monster from out of space and they have this little stone emblem that controls him so check it out uh, i know it's just it's like really gory but it starts off like really weird because it has that type of like power ranger feel to it where it's just like kind of really crazy and um it has like so many different hard genres i can like link up to it you know it's i think that people you guys will really definitely appreciate it it's made by uh, Stephen Costanz. Uh, George Costanza. <laughs> George Costanza. <laughs> so it's it's part of that like Astron Six Canadian film productions that Stephen Kostansky is part of. You're a big fan of them, Dave, because did the Void. 
Yep. And so when yep. I had seen it when they were part of the void, I was like, oh, David liked this film. But then when I was watching it, I'm like, this movie's fucking weird and fucking crazy. And I think Josh will love this fucking movie. Throughout the middle of the film, I was just like, I didn't really know which way to go. And then like to the towards the end, and I was like, all right, yeah, this is a pretty cool film. They did a deal. I think that it'll be on Shutter probably in a couple of months because um they had a deal with Shutter, and it's also gonna get a limited edition DVD Blu-ray release set for March 16th. So keep your eyes peeled for that and check it out when it drops. Awesome. I am super excited about this one. Like you said, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the void which totally doesn't really even like fit my style of movies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a huge science fiction fan. Typically like my, the most I delve into science fiction is like Terminator two is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. But um, mm-hmm. other than that, like I don't, I don't really do too much with science fiction, but I loved the void. I'm also, I'm going to go just like make a bold statement. I'm just like, a, I think I'm a huge Canadian horror fan. Mm. Like there are so many Canadian hey. horror that I, I think that like, I don't know. I think they just do it right there. What, Josh? You got something to say? Do all Canadians say A? A? Because I think they don't. A? I know they drink a bunch of Moosehead lager and they hang out at uh, uh, Valentine Bluffs and stuff like that. Those are called drunks, buddy. Those are called drunks, all right? Have you ever been to Canada, Dave? Yes, I have. I remember when I had gone down to Canada and I did not know that prostitution was like okay at that time. You went to Montreal? So I was sitting there and I was going down to, uh, it was like a Dairy Queen. And uh, there was a lady outside trying to sell some access outside of Dairy Queen. So I'm kind of like, what the fuck is going on over here? Lady of the night. No, it was in the day. It was in the day. It was around like fucking 5 p.m. <laughs> the sun was out. And I was eating a fucking blizzard. and <laughs> Only the busted ones go out at night in Canada. So ah. the really cool thing about Canada is even in their McDonald's, they sell poutine. Which no brand is, has nothing to do with their ladies of the night. This is poutine is French fries with gravy and cheese curds on it, and it's delicious. Have you guys had it? No. Oh my god, it's like it's a fucking delicacy. I'm telling you, you guys have to have it. Yeah, I, I've been to Canada a thousand times. We used to go every year, 18, 19, 20, because you could drink underage there, and it's a fun mm-hmm. time. But back to their horror, you know, po- the movie Possessor, Cronenberg. Uh, that's Canadian horror. Yep. You know, there's been a number of Canadian, of Canadian horror films, uh, Pontypool. I mean, others are escaping me at the moment, but I am a huge fan. So I am really looking forward to seeing Psycho Goreman. So thank you, Brandon, for bringing that to our attention. So you right. bust my balls about a wrestling when I was talking about wrestling and you're talking about fucking French fries, Dave. Yeah, man, I'm talking about poutine because not enough people know about poutine. I'm the ambassador of poutine. What kind of gravy, Dave? Get anywhere over there. with like this white kind of gravy on it. No, Brandon, it's not white gravy. Your daywalker was maybe putting on your your French fries over there. Just putting that on your medium frosty, but. The fucking blizzard. No for us, he's here. Oh, yeah. Did you turn it upside down to make sure it doesn't come out of the cup? <laughs> All right. Um, Next film. Not Canadian. It is called Killer Therapy. And this was directed by Barry J. I already don't trust him because he has two first names, but I <laughs> will watch his film anyway. This had uh, PJ Souls in it. It had Adrian King in it. It had... Uh, because I can't say his last name. It's uh, I put Dake Farts. <laughs> what the? 
Dig uh, from Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie version, the young Michael Myers. Uh, oh, Dig okay. Farsh. Dig Farsh, I think. Also, I had Elizabeth Keener, who, if you um, look at her, you will know who her sister is. Her sister's Catherine Keener. She's been in a thousand movies, and you would definitely recognize her by her very distinctive nose. But, anyways, Killer Therapy. I've been just on a kick uh, with movies about uh, therapists, and I feel like it's because. Uh, me personally, I've been on this journey getting into therapy myself, being a therapist, and it just fascinates me to kind of see like the horror that can be uh, based around this profession. So I've found myself watching a few of these kind of films. This one was about a kid, so I don't want to tell too much, but he has some trauma, uh, some sexual abuse trauma happened to him. Uh, he commits a few uh, acts that end up getting him put into juvie of some sort or like a mental uh, hospital for teenagers and comes out and ends up getting himself into some stuff. Uh, so he has, you know, he's kind of uh, exacting some revenge on the the wrongdoings that happened to him as a, as a child. I'm not going to lie, not my, not the greatest film I've ever seen, but definitely caught my attention throughout watching this, uh, you know, kind of looking at it through the, the lens of a future therapist, kind of watching it, but also just, you know, finding it kind of interesting just to kind of see, you know how they were uh, portraying this this revenge. You know, I, I think I think they everybody did a good job as far as like the the actors they pulled in, Adrian King, PJ Souls, and all those um, horror icons. So definitely, um, like I said, a, a film to check out. Don't go in with like the highest expectations, but uh, a worthy film to watch if you're looking for something to stream. And I believe this was on Amazon Prime, 2018 film. I don't know if I mentioned that. And that is my Sunday night stream. You know what, Dave? I watched this and I said, Dave would pick this movie, wouldn't he? I was like, it has your name all over it. It did. It did. Yeah. Like I said, I've been kind of delving into these movies lately. I know I uh, recommended uh, Transference to you a few weeks ago and you watched that one too. I don't remember if I watched it or not. It doesn't I don't think I did. I have to watch it now. This wasn't terrible. The kid obviously had some problems. It was really weird because he, he didn't, but then he did. Like they adopted a sister and all of a sudden he's like, boom, crazy, like a light switch. Right. And then, uh, I don't know, man, it just stuck through all the way through. And I, I wanted to like the main character, but I didn't, when it was over, I was like, Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to like him because you know, bad things happen to him. And then, yeah. you know, he goes, he gets locked up. And obviously he was, he had issues to begin with and you, you can't really make fun of like mental illness. They, it is what it is, right? And then he got out and just went on the rampage. And I, I, I was like, oh, it's kind of cool, but I still didn't, I didn't feel it. So yeah, yeah, that's where, I, that's where I think the movie kind of lacked was, you know, maybe it was with like that attachment to the characters. But I did yeah. like some of the elements, like you were saying, like with the adopted sister, that resentment he had. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very realistic to me, and that like kind of was like well, the things like that was. Was that? The resentment she had too was really out mm -hmm. there, you know. Yeah. And then the mom who was like babying him and doing what moms do, like, oh no, it's not your fault, whatever. Yeah. So it, it had elements, but the I just didn't like the main character. It was like uh, Mothers of Monsters. You really liked Bailey, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah, it wasn't Bailey in the movie, but you know what I mean. Uh, Bailey's character and this one, I I just didn't I didn't feel it. I did watch a movie, a uh, twenty twenty one movie called Todd. And it's along the same kind of thing as this. I suggest you check that out. Okay. I will keep a lookout for it then. Yeah. 
Sounds good. All right, guys, that wraps up Sunday night streams. And now we are going to move on to Stone Saturday. I love it. Do we have to do that introduction again? I think we said it at the same time and it actually sounded like harmony. Yeah, but mine was better than yours and I don't want to upstage you. So my pick for Slept On Saturday was Channel 13, which it's not the best film in the world. It's not for everybody. It's more of those, more like a so bad it's good. But it, what makes it slept on for me is Mark Polina. He made this movie with his brother in 1987 and forgot it existed and found it in a box in 2015 and then just put it out as one of his films. Um, we were talking about him earlier today. He's got tons of films out there. Uh, this one was really cool because they were they were teenagers when they made this. And you could tell. Uh, and they used some new footage shot on video, but mostly all of it was old school stuff. Guys hanging out at home, turns on the TV. He only gets channel 13. There's like this weird zombie dude in a hood. And it, it turns into three separate stories. Uh, which was really cool. One was um, Killer Scarecrow. Then this weird giant bird you could tell was made by teenagers. It was really hokey. And then the next one was like these cannibals that hacked people up to make spaghetti and sauce. It was amazing. An amazing film. Uh, obviously like a $5 budget because that's how I like them, but definitely a throwback to, yeah, you guys, I, I take it you guys didn't see it, but I'm a huge Pollen Brothers fan and i love this movie so there's my slept on was this reminds me of uh being a kid and sneaking down into my basement and turn the tv on and watching three scrambled porn movies on spice uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that resonates with you guys that's kind of what this reminds me of i think hey, it- i had the black box so i could see everything i got it shortly after my dad got it i was like oh yeah <laughs> living the good life uh, one of the great Tubi movies. Tubi, Tubi just puts out tons of good shit. I, I don't know why they put all this 80s slasher shit up, but this is one of the Tubi titles. And they love the Polinar brothers. A lot of their shit's up there. So good for Tubi for putting it up, man. Good risk. Nice. All right. So my pick for the Slept On Saturday, I'm going to roll with the 1980 film Toxic Zombies. I don't know if Josh is in this film, but he's a toxic motherfucker. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so this film has like three different titles. So it's also known as Blood Eaters and also Forest of Fear. The film was directed by Charles McCrane, who was also acted in the film as Tom Cole. It was classified as a video nasty in the UK. And Wait, so Tom Cole? Yeah, Tom Cole. No, <laughs> Tom Cole. Yeah, Tom's cool. It was classified as a video nasty in the UK. So for everyone that is not sure what like a video nasty is. Uh, video nasty, the term is in the UK is referred to a number of films, typically a low budget horror exploitation film distributed on video cassette that was classified or for violence or content from the press. So I'm pretty sure like every single one of Josh's films that he likes is called a video nasty. <laughs> so yeah, it was just like a film uh, about just like crazy like zombies that were just planted i guess there was like a plane that went over this crop and it just kind of like drugged everybody when it came down and it just became all these these crazy looking zombies it's a cheesy film like i said it was from the 80s i know before josh you talked about this film once right 
Yeah, yeah. So when you posted this, I was like, that motherfucker. This motherfucker. <laughs> I put that up on uh we we did I talked about it on the podcast, like I forget what episode. Uh, I put it That's up right. as a poll. It's one of my old school favorites, the zombies. They look so bad because they just put like, oh, let's just, I got some toner. Let's just put that on you and uh, we'll call you a zombie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, hey, I got some green spray paint. Stay still. And I, and you busted my balls about it. You're like, oh, another fucking Josh movie. Nah, nah, I think I said, I'm going to check this film out. I said, I think <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check think, this film I out. And I did. And I said, like, this sounds like a movie I would love. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, this was like, the this pop film. The farmers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure I said this film doesn't sound so bad. It's good. It sounds so good. It's bad. <laughs> so I was like, you know, let me check it out. It's it was so a funny. decent film. Like I said, it, like it was one of those films. It came on Tubi. Like I said, I watched a few films and then it just popped up and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, all right, toxic zombies. All right, cool. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, man. Like I, a little alley oop. I got the uh, unedited uh, black market VHS. If you're interested, yeah, Brandon. Josh also made some video nasty films uh, in his dorm room, his uh, freshman year of college. That he can send you as well. Oh yeah, (laughs) it might not be the same definition. Just video nasty that you had. I think he just rebooted that thumb movie that he was talking about last week. (laughs) He made like a new video nasty in the thumb movie. Yep. It's like I a, wanted the white. It's a white person's thumb, but it's the tip's brown though. <laughs> <laughs> the spin-off. Dude, that's awesome. Shit, and that wraps up Saturday. Was it Sunday night streams? <laughs> that wraps up. Where we at? That wraps up this segment that I can't remember. What we're... The whole fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was slept on Saturday, Brandon. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on the Grey Goose right now. You're on the Grey Goose. On the Grey Goose. Had to do something. All right. So that is going to bring us to the one segment that nobody cares about except for me. Bears and Scars. All right. Was that excessive? I'm sorry. <laughs> Kind of get into it, all right? All right, so uh, every week I bring you guys a movie and a beer, try to make it so that it's like witty and I sound cool and smart and I exceed every week. So this week is no different than other weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we tell you, Dave. <laughs> Shut up, uh, all right, so this week I got the film Sleepwalkers, which is um, a Stephen King film directed by Mick Garris, starring my one and only love, Madchen Meek, uh, who you guys will know from Twin Peaks. And also Brian Krause, I believe, uh, is the main dude. But I thought that was your main love right there. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> oh, good one, Brandon. Yeah. All good right, one. Go drink more Grey Goose. Fuck you. <laughs> Make your... Uh, your stuff smells sweet with your pineapple juice. All right. <laughs> and the beer that what, I... Well, I heard you're in the sequel of that thumb movie of Josh's. Oh, and yeah, you thumb wish. on the cover. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You wish. And the beer that I had with this film was called... Uh, was a beer by Fat Orange Cat Brew Company called Baby Kittens, which Fat Orange Cat is out of East Hampton, Connecticut. Um, it's a really cool brewery if you guys ever get the chance to go there. It's like on a farm and it's just like you feel like a hippie. It's cool. But I think I don't think that they're actually selling out of there right now because of the pandemic. 
but it is a 6.2% alcohol New England IPA, and it is really tasty. The reason why I paired these two things together is because if you watch Sleepwalkers, cats are very prevalent in this movie. There are dead cats everywhere. I don't condone animal violence. I actually fucking hate it, but it um, is because they are super scared of cats because cats are like the thing that they fear. But yeah, you guys seen Sleepwalkers? It's for me, it was like one of those films that uh, when it came out, I like, I don't think I knew how to take it at first because it kind of looks a little cheesy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it's like almost supposed to be that way. And you, when you watch it now, you can kind of like appreciate it for what it is. It's almost like soap opera-ish. There's some themes of like incest and stuff. The dude and his, and his mom are in this weird relationship that you don't really understand at first. But yeah, it's, you know, watching it now, I, I definitely have a different appreciation for it. And I thought it was pretty cool. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I think the, the makeup and everything from back in the day for when that was done, I thought that was pretty cool. But it, I, I when I first seen it, I was like, this looks like one of those big fucking creatures from The Gate. Like when he transforms from the cat to the, yep. to the guy, he looks like you know how the guy you get what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know you what you're just, talking about. Dude. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're, I was saying, so yeah, I thought that was cool. yes. All right, yeah, so I thought that was cool. From the that always stood out to me for that film. This was one of my favorite VHSs back in the day. Oh, I watched it on VHS, so there you go. Good pick, thanks. Good pick on the movie, not the beer. Good pick, good pick. Yeah. <laughs> So that brings me to mine. Uh, beware, this movie is not really good, right? That brings me to so bad it's good. Yeah, this one I picked, Blood Lake from 87. 87 or 86. So there you go. I'm in the 80s this week. Blood Lake was awesome. Bunch of kids go to a lake and it actually looks like somebody has a handheld VHS camera and following these fucking dumb people around. It's pretty awesome movie. The killer is pretty badass. You don't really see him till the end, which I kind of like builds some suspense. This movie was great for those eighties one liners. Like they bring this 12 year old kid or brother and he's like, are you going to be a douchebag or are you going to let me drink this weekend? And that's like the biggest line in the movie. Everybody loves it. And it, I can't wait really till Max cool. says that to you one day. What? I can't wait till oh. Max says that to you one day. <laughs> I I don't drink, so uh, I hope not. <laughs> but but that's uh, gonna be to you when you tell him not to drink. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna be a douchebag. I'm your father. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you have no idea. I tell him all the time. When I don't know, I when I was a kid, if I said something like that, I got a backhand, and it, you you didn't talk like that. You know, kids nowadays say whatever they want, like. But you can't hit your kids because, you know, you go to jail or whatever. So anyway, so back to the movie. It was really interesting when you when you step back and you look at this. I had seen this in the 80s and I thought, wow, what a cool movie. Looking at it now, there's like a 12 year old girl and they're pushing the like 12 year old boy to sleep with the 12 year old girl. And he is like just that's all he talks about in the film. And I'm like, wow. That would never be able to get made now. <laughs> like, it is so fucking cringy. So looking at it objectively like that, I was like, wow, damn. But the the kills were pretty cool for a $5 budget. And it's really weird. The, the killers, like, literally starts the movie in the shed attached to the house and ends the movie in the shed attached. Like, and they don't know. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's one of those horror movies where you're like, I, like look behind you. It's got all the tropes that... I love and get mad at and throw things at the TV for 
and then a huge act of God at the end of the movie that just makes makes the whole movie highly recommended. So should I check this movie out, Josh, or should I just pass on it? It, it you know what? Know. It, if you watch this, you'll laugh. It's one of those things where you're like, "What the fuck did he just say?" You will laugh the whole time because it's that stupid, like old school '80s one-liner funny jokes. The kills aren't too bad for you know a 1980s shot on VHS five dollar budget. They're they're pretty decent, but the rest of it, man, it's it's so funny looking at it now. So I would recommend it. You might might you you like the Chud of the bud. Chud of the bud. All right. Sounds great, Josh. Thank you for promoting uh, child pornography on our uh, podcast with your 12 sexual. Hey, they said it was super uncomfortable when you look at it that way, you know? I'm I'm glad you, you know, you prefaced it with that. That makes it all better. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That type of behavior. Excellent. Good job. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that kind of wraps up our, our regular content, but uh, we wanted to do something a little special this podcast because we are in the midst of uh, celebrating two occasions. We are in the middle of February, which, as you guys know, is Black History Month. And we're also in the week uh, where Josh and his lady are celebrating Valentine's Day on a regular basis. And you know what I mean. Uh, so we wanted to... all. <laughs> <laughs> to let everyone know what they're watching on a nightly basis as they are uh, making Josh's uh, video nasties. So, well, let's start off with the Black History Month picks because I want to like let everyone calm down from that picture I just painted. So, Brandon, Josh, let's go and just discuss some of our favorite Black horror films. You know, we're talking about black exploitation. We're talking about... Um, some of the current films. What are ones mm-hmm. that stick out to you that you kind of regularly revisit? Brandon, I'll I'll start off with you. Well, because I'm black. No, because you're actually the only one <laughs> looking at the screen. And no, I'm fucking with you. But uh, I would have to say uh, Tales from the Hood. You know, yeah, because yeah, when I was younger, you know, and then watching that film, painting that picture of black horror, like things that just normal in my community at the time. All the stories and everything were going around, you know, and it, it was one of those films that you could kind of sit there and say you kind of relate to from any other horror film that was always just put together. But you would always see the black guy just die first camping somewhere. But now it's just like in the herb communities and stuff like that. So I thought that that always stuck with me and always stood out. And to this day, it's still one of my favorite films. I know I don't really talk about that movie too much, but um. Which is also mm-hmm. kind of weird because I was like watching that movie over and over and over when that uh, when I owned that on VHS. It was at a time where mm-hmm. I was like super into like hip hop music, and you know, you listeners probably can't tell, but I'm white. Um, <laughs> no, they can definitely tell. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I was like definitely living that uh, life where I was like kind of like immersed in black culture, and I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people growing up in the time when I did can relate to that where like it didn't it didn't matter if you were white or black you you listened to hip-hop you you know you watched movies like boys in the hood and stuff like that so mm-hmm. for me as a kid that was like kind of immersing myself in that that movie fit right in and i was watching that all the time and i didn't even think twice about it which kind of you know i think kind of speaks on like how i feel about black culture it's like it's just part of like what i know and i, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people can relate to that but that is such a great film though and when you watch it from that 
perspective of like black horror is like you you really do get an appreciation for like kind of the messages they're sending because there was yeah. the, you know there's that whole segment with um Corbin Burnson, I think it is. Is that which actor it is? Uh, was the, like the politician. Yeah. And you definitely like delve into some, you know, kind of like black history and stuff like that. And just, you know, it, it touches on that stuff. But I, as a kid, I didn't even like think of it as that. So great pick, yeah. Brandon. I really do enjoy that movie. Josh, what would you say is one of your uh, favorite black horror uh, films? Uh, you know what? I never classified them until I started hanging out with you guys like a black like that even horror movies the black ones were different there were tons of really good actors that were in that were black that were in tons of movies that were mm-hmm. horror related uh but then if you're looking at the whole whole cast there was uh one that really shook me when i saw it uh when i was younger was black devil doll i think it was the one with the lady who falls in love with the doll and it starts like like just fucking her all the time man that that movie was crazy that was crazy and uh she was hot too i can't remember the actress's name but she was hot and the first time i saw that i was like damn and i always liked the killjoy movies i don't know maybe i'm the only one i always thought he was an underrated slasher that could have really been so much more if somebody had given him uh more money and stuff and stuff like that the first killjoy was real good i really liked that and that that came out in the I think the nineties, I was a teenager when I saw it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was weird. Cause at that point, you know, I did a lot of drugs. So I ran in a drug scene and, you know, there's all makes and models in that scene, but then I loved heavy metal and horror. And at the heavy metal shows at that time in Rhode Island, there weren't a lot of black people. And when you're doing horror movies, no one liked horror. It was very rare to hook up with people who liked horror movies. Cause it was like, don't tell anybody that you're renting these horror movies. So, so, but those were two that I really appreciated. And then when I got older, like I loved Candyman when that came out and um, in Candyman they're in Chicago, I think it is. And I had been to that ghetto uh, converted green. And I didn't, when I was there, it wasn't like, Oh, this is a black neighborhood. It was just like, Oh, I need a fix. And I'm in the ghetto. Like that's what it was. So, you know, looking back on that movie and everybody's like, oh, you know, that really represents. And I was like, oh, OK, like, sure. But it was such a good movie. Can I ask you, Black Devil Doll, are you talking about the 2007 film? No, like, no, this one came out in the 70s. I want to say yeah. it was Black Devil Doll. There is a 2007 film, which I have seen, and I'm surprised if you haven't seen it. Well, I guess it must be a take on the old Black Devil doll. But at the time, I so I interpret it as Brandon will get what I'm talking about. You remember Lil Penny and from yeah. Anthony Hardaway's yeah. little uh, little sidekick? I thought yeah. it was a take on that. So I guess I didn't know that there was an older film called Black Devil doll. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's uh, it's out there. It's super yeah. offensive. Uh, but you know what? You just I totally forgot about that movie until you just said that, Josh. So I'm actually I'm gonna look to find the older one, and I'm actually want to try to see if I can find the, that 2007 one too. Cause that was, that was cool. crazy. I, I just want to say, if you really want to talk about black history month, the, the big one for horror that really started it. And I don't want to say started it, but that living dead had the yeah. main character who was a strong, intelligent, yeah. well-dressed black guy. And mm-hmm. uh, he was the one that kept everything together through a whole movie. Yeah. And uh, you know, I wasn't alive when it came out, but I, still hear about it to this day with people who were and i guess that was revolutionary 
I had never even thought about that. I just thought it was a badass character and a badass movie. But then later mm-hmm. on, when you start hearing about the differences, then I was like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, that's a that's pretty cool, too. You know, yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne yeah, Jones, um, I believe, was the actor. And the interesting thing that, you know, anyone who's seen the documentary Horror Noir will know that it actually wasn't written to be an African-American actor. It was just written. He was just the best that auditioned. Yeah. And that's the coolest part about that is, you know, it, it kind of broke the mold without even being intentional. And mm-hmm. how cool is that? You know? So, you know, I, we were just naming our, you know, our picks. I was, I was going to name Candyman as one of my all time favorite. Uh, when I think of black horror, I think of Candyman, but Josh, you're absolutely right. Night of the living dead. That definitely is, you know, is up there. Even, um, you know, dawn of the dead. We have, is it Ken Forey that's in that, yep. uh, you know, his character in that sticks up. Yeah. sticks out to me. But then I, you know, since just because we didn't ne- mention it already, Blackula is like I just, he's the best. I just of said the, it. <laughs> so, Brandon, I said I just said it. I don't know if you heard me. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed that. But yeah, Blackula is like uh, the epitome of like the black exploitation for horror films. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, for those of you guys who have checked out our Instagram, I posted about Blackenstein, but I mean that movie doesn't hold a candle to Blackula. Mm-hmm. And, uh, William Marshall is pretty amazing in his role. So yeah, so those are some of our Black History Month black horror picks. Whoa, whoa! I thought you were gonna say Bones, Dave. I thought that was gonna be your favorite film. Uh, okay. Bones? <laughs> oh shit! Jimmy Bones, is that you? <laughs> what? No, what about no, such a top pick? Compton guys, remember Snake Out of Compton? I love that movie. Uh, Never seen it, but I've seen the, the poster from you <laughs> many times. Yeah, that, that's better than Bones, Brandon. You got to check that out. Nothing's better than Bones. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Are you, are you guys mentally prepared to move on to Valentine's picks? AKA Josh's Sweet Spot. Ooh. Video nasty. <laughs> I got some Valentine's Day video nasties. You want them? Josh's candy shop. <laughs> <laughs> I got the magic stick. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to regret saying that one. We are never going to let that go. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Name, name your all-time... No, actually, I already know you don't have any because I've asked you like four times. You don't have any Valentine's picks. No. No? You can't think of one. Come on, Josh. Well, there was my bloody Valentine, but that, you know, other than that, I can't think of it. There was a movie called Valentine. I saw that. I think I got it on VHS. Name them all, because me and Brandon need a turn. <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't. I Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. Well, I like speaking Valentine. of my bloody Valentine, that turned 40 today. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about my bloody Valentine for a second Mm -hmm. because I'm a huge fan, and I I know we've all had this conversation, but we didn't have it on the podcast. I don't think we we saw the unrated version, and we saw the a couple additional scenes that got were added into that. And I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think you can watch my bloody Valentine and not watch the unrated version to get the full after seeing that right. Yeah. The, the couple of additional scenes were key to that film. Yeah, most of the kills were in the uncut version. And so, like, when you look back at it, it's like, okay, so if they that film, and like, what did this film really stand on? 
because like with the kill when uh when they was in the mine and then he like picked her up and then like stuck her head through the uh faucet that was from the uncut one that i put yeah. down for the kill of the week like that wasn't in the original one and then, so when you're watching that film like you can tell like all the grainy the grainy parts from that film that's what it shows like it was cut out but even like the part with the dryer like, yeah when the body was spinning inside the dryer that wasn't in the regular film my favorite one is the uh the eyeball scene with the, the yeah pick the beginning and that's you know that's right at the very beginning and they cut that out too yeah mm-hmm. so, yeah i think it, it's a significantly better film with with those scenes so i i think that you know yeah. if you're going into this valentine's day and you're going to watch this film make sure you get the uncut version and i know that like when we were we showed this at our movie event a couple of years back mm-hmm. it was really impossible to get this film for some reason but i i think in that time it was the reason why it was so hard is because they were getting ready to do releases on blu-ray is that the case yeah yep. Because I, I remember we were we were like, oh, yeah, we'll do My Bloody Valentine because it's going to be Valentine's Day. And then we were like, oh, I don't own the film. How, let's check it out on uh, Amazon or eBay. And it was like, holy shit. <laughs> it was like 40 bucks for, <laughs> for our yeah. DVD. We were like, nope, not doing it. Um, and then shout out to, uh, what was his name? Peter. He had hit us up and said, hey, I got the uncut version. I'm going to bring it yeah. for the show. And I thought that was cool. That was clutch, actually, because, yeah, made it so much better. So now um, what do you think about the remake? I'm glad you asked that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a fan of it for sure. So I I saw it at the theater. I remember mm-hmm. I saw it before I saw the original. I think it was a teen. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but maybe I wasn't a teen. I don't know. I'm old as hell. So, but I remember I loved it when I when I saw it. It's definitely a little bit more action packed, which you would expect from a newer film. But yeah. it was also gory. And if you saw it in the theater, it was like around the time where that real 3D real D came out and it was like, it was pretty good. I, I would say yeah. it was pretty good. So I enjoyed it. Hey, I was actually watching it last night with the kids. We watched it and the replay value for it, you know, still holds up to this day for like, you know, for a remake yep. and it wasn't bad. They enjoyed it. So yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. I think you're going to get an easier time trying to sell that to a younger audience than you would. Yeah. The original. That's what we were thinking. Cause I was like, Oh, should I play the original for him? And I'm like, you know what? No, nah, let me just play a remake. Cause I think that they'll probably enjoy this a little bit more. Sure. When we Not- did the movie night, the everyone loved the original. Like that was a really yeah. good scene, and people really liked the uncut version. They were going crazy, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. The remake was just okay to me. The uh, the original one was, I thought, better. So yeah. So uh, you know, Brandon, let's let's hear what do you have any um, interesting Valentine's picks that you would uh, suggest to this audience? Return of Living Dead Three. Like I said. You know, that film always stood out to me and I thought it was a cool little love story and how they just changed up the whole story from the first two films to like a film that was just like, okay, fine, we're just going to go and do something completely different. And, you know, that always just stuck out to me, you know, with Julie and everyone in that film for her to die and for him to still like love her as she was still trying to hold herself back from like killing him. I thought that was like a, like a really cool story and the loved ones. That's another film that had stuck out to me. I thought it was done really well, really twisted and sick. And it, you know, still holds up to this day. I was watching that last night, actually. So yeah. I hadn't seen it before. And that was your first time. Yeah. I was going to just try to burn you and say, but this is your first time seeing it. <laughs> so, no, no, I'll admit it. I bet it's one but, of those films I had um, put on, you know, I meant to watch for a while and I no reason 
specific, but I just didn't watch it. And then last night I was like, yeah. no, I'm going to post it. So I, I never feel authentic if I post something that I haven't seen. So I decided yeah. to watch it. And I'm not going to lie. It takes a lot to really disturb me. The scene where yeah. they are drilling into his head. I started mm-hmm. to have this like really visceral reaction to that where I got really uncomfortable and I haven't felt that way in a while. Um, and I wondered if it was because I'm getting older or like if that scene is just that disturbing. I think it was more about me. I also had a pretty long ass day and might have had a couple of drinks and all that stuff. But anyways, yeah, that was it was definitely a disturbing film, to say the least. Yeah, so. no, I think I think it's probably disturbing to you because it's actually something that could happen. You know, just imagine getting again. The I mean, that's oh, yeah. I mean, that I think that was kind of what it was. It's like the fact that they were doing this and they like with the intention of him still living, mm-hmm. while, you know, after they do it, like they're trying to get it just right. You hear the skull uh, it, it, like even just thinking about it is, kind of gets me right now. Yeah. 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 Good film. And, you know, what, Brandon, like I, I told you last year when I watched it, that Return of the Living Dead 3, I think it's a great pick. You're right. It's kind of like a forgotten romantic horror. Yeah. That people don't mention and is frequently overlooked when i finally did kind of sit down and watch the full film because i'd only seen bits and pieces i was definitely uh impressed with it so that's a good pick yeah so i'm just gonna finish this out with a couple of last picks uh so one that i recently watched that i want to talk about because i feel like i'm gonna end up talking about it a little bit more in a future episode is called we are are we not cats this is on shutter and it is also on prime uh talking about it because it's a weird ass film but just weird enough for me to like it it reminds me of a film i talked about in a few episodes before called lace crater where it's a movie i know that not everybody's gonna like josh burns me on that uh about that (laughs) film all the time but josh i feel like you're gonna watch this and probably burn me about this one too cocky in it (laughs) no no if you watch (laughs) if you look at the poster of this film it is actually a sneak peek of what you're about to see because it is a hairball in the shape of a cat and for those of you who are familiar with some certain mental health issues eating hair is actually a, a mental health issue that is brought up in this film and that's i'm just going to leave it at that um it is a love story though and it is a very strange love story so i would just say check it out but don't if you hate it then don't say i didn't forewarn you and then I want to also talk about Valentine because that is like, I, I feel like the last few years I really harped on My Bloody Valentine. And this year I really want to like promote the movie Valentine because it is an underlooked 90s slasher classic that I think we are going to be talking about for years to come. The kills in it are actually awesome. The Cupid mask is sick. I love it. And I just feel like it's a good film. It is a 90s slasher with like, Everything about it reminds me of like Urban Legend. I know you did last summer, Scream, all those films. I know people are talking about it a little bit more this year than they had been in previous years, but I really want to like urge people who haven't seen it, go check out Valentine. You guys are going to love it. Oh, no, no, no. Like every other 90s slasher. Remember? <laughs> no. What's, what's the best remake or what's the best uh, Scream sequel? Uh, Valentine. That's <laughs> like they all fit together. They're all the they're all the same. Those '90s slashes were very cookie cutter. I have the VHS, and I I was like, "Am I watching Scream?" Or I know what you did last summer. So yeah, but if you like that recipe, it, all right. So what I'm going to like compare this to is it's a Saw franchise. 
I like yeah. that that recipe. I like what they're putting down. They have, you know, an outline of what's going to happen. You kind of already know it, but you don't know what angle they're going to go with it. Like, I know what I'm getting into when I go sit down in a Saw movie. When I sit down in a 90s teen slasher, I know what I'm getting into. I know what I'm, what I'm committing to and I'm in for it. And this one, you know, is no different. There's a cool twist at the end that you kind of already might have seen coming. Maybe you didn't. But the kills are cool. So yeah. basically some of these films are just, you just wait and see who the killer is. You know, that's the main thing you want to know. Yeah. You can't right. forget Cupid, by the way. I forgot all about that until you said Cupid. Cupid I'm trying Shuffle. to, take, but Cupid was pretty good. That was the legitimate, like Cupid was a bad guy. He came in and started fucking shooting arrows at everybody. And that yeah. was a pretty badass movie. So, uh, and I've, I've been talking to you guys about that a little bit because I watched it and I was actually pleasantly surprised. So it's a 2020 film streaming on Tubi, on Amazon, on demand. It's one of those uncorked features, but I went into it like thinking, Hey, I'm just watching. I want to watch this just so I can see if I got another film for our Valentine's countdown. And then I was like, Oh, this actually wasn't that bad of a film. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I've seen that movie around a few times. But I'd never watched it because I think that the the art piece, the case for that movie, it just yeah, doesn't they, doesn't do it for me. It kind of just looks cheesy. Yeah. So I was always putting that film to the side, like, and I'm, I'm all set. So I'll check it out, and I'll let you guys know what I think about it. Yeah. So one of the things about it is like it's about this. It's about Cupid. Like they have this whole like uh, background on like how Cupid ends up turning evil, but it's also about like flash forward they're in like modern day and it's about bullying and stuff like that so it's not necessarily about what you see on the cover so it's a little you know it that's involved but it's a little deceiving yeah yeah brandon i think you would like it It was one of those films that once you start watching it you realize how layered it is like Mm -hmm. different layers of film on top of the story or different i should say layers on top of the story so it, it it's it's pretty the way it plays out is pretty cool and the kills were cool. Like, I know you're a big kill guy. The kills were pretty cool, too. The Cupid itself looked kind of hokey, but I think he, you know, he's Cupid. Like, what, how are you going to make him super bad? Yeah. But they did a decent job. It's, it's, I think, uh, I think that one will get a lot of love, uh, in the next few years. So, you guys, better not fucking fail me. <laughs> That's two recommendations. So, one of them better hold up. And I'm pointing to you, Dave, because I can't really take this guy's fucking opinion uh, all the time. So, Brandon, if I were gonna make a, if I were gonna make a guess out of the movies I just recommended, take Valentine out of there because you've already seen that. I would recommend yeah, seen that for you. I would probably say you might enjoy Cupid more than you're gonna enjoy Are We Not Cats. And I am going to make a guesstimate that I am probably the only one in this panel that is going to enjoy Are We Not Cats? But I'm still going to urge you guys both to watch it just because I will get enjoyment to hear what your responses are. Brandon, I got two words for you. Toxic zombies. You know what, Josh? You're toxic and shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Josh. Yeah. All right. Are we done? I have candy that I need to eat before I go to bed, so I can. You are sausage. So you can what? A stay sausage. A steak sausage. No, he is a. He's gonna stay sausage. Stay sausage. Oh. See, I'm not. I'm not round anymore. I'm just sausage, and I have oh, to I be asked, sausage. Asked figure. you to go to the gym today. You said no, so. 
thing. To yeah, do. that was this morning, dude. I was busy. I I ended up going afterwards. Um, I was like, you know what, Brent is right. I really got gym. I went to the gym and then I left and bought cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, did you take a slice of pizza? Was it pizza day at the gym today? <laughs> dude, I, you don't hand out the candy anymore. What's up with that? All right, everybody, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for joining us as we kind of broke down all of our Instagram and social media pics um, that we regularly do, plus adding in a little element with the Black History Month and the Valentine's picks. Hope you guys check out all those films. Hope you enjoy our picks. If you don't, then that's on you. You have poor taste in movies. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but no, we do appreciate you guys giving us feedback on our posts and stuff like that. So definitely, you know, stay in touch with us and uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the month of February. So signing off, this is Dave. This is Brandon. And this is Joshua. Have a good Take night. it easy. This is Dave. What's going on? This is Brandon. And this is Joshua. And you are two. Shut up, Joshua. Are we doing it over? Or are we keeping this? Nah, we'll just let Josh. We'll just give Josh his glory, I guess. His glory hole. Well, who was doing the horror? All right, we'll just get into this. <laughs> just leave me hanging. Oh, Dave, where's your Avengers shirt at? You guys are both wearing Avengers shirts? Where's your fucking Avengers shirt at? Nerds. Fucking buy it. David, you're toxic. You're fucking toxic Avenger. <laughs> This is a wrestling podcast. You know Jim Cornette? He's <laughs> <laughs> long. Oh, oh yeah, brother. Oh.